Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. How many seen The Grinch before? We're going to actually be watching clips from the newer one with Jim Carrey, but I, you just have to, you can't say The Grinch without, without that song. Is that not awesome? How many, that just brings up so many Christmas memories from, you know, being a kid watching The Grinch, hearing The Grinch. You can't miss it in the holiday season. It's all over the place. And what we're doing in this series, we're, we're doing a series um, uh, t- looking at at stories that we all know and love and using them as parables to tell the message of the kingdom of God. And we're doing this because this is what Jesus did. Jesus was a master. at He was a master storyteller. He had the ability to bring eternal truths in a way that even a child could understand. He was an incredible, incredible communicator. As a matter of fact, the Bible says whenever he spoke to the people, he only spoke to them in stories, in parables, that he wrote, and parables that he wrote that helped them understand the kingdom of God. So we're going to do that today, and we're going to start specifically with the Grinch. How many love the Grinch? We love the Grinch. Awesome. Well, we're, we love the Grinch. Here's why we love it, because if we're honest, there's a little bit of Grinch in everybody. Can I get a witness? Like, we got a little bit of Grinch in us. There's, there's, a little bit of, there's a little bit of a Grinch inside of every one of us whenever we think about the holidays, we think about Christmas, because we, we all have issues, we all have problems. In your notes, the first scripture there is just simply says, all have sinned and came short of the glory of God. Every single one of us, like we all have, have come short when it comes to God's ideal and God's best. And here's what I love about this. When we come to church, usually we think that we are the worst sinner in the room. Like when we come to church, we think all eyes are on us because, man, look at my life. Look at the problems that I have. Look at the mistakes that I make. I'm not perfect. And here's what I love to say here at City Hills is that City Hills Church is a perfect place for imperfect people. Like this is a perfect place that if you have a troubled past, if you have issues that you're still working through, if you're somebody who you, you, you haven't quite reached that place where you say, man, I'm, I'm living life in the sweet spot, I'm still working on it, that this is a place for you because let me let you on a little bit of secret, we're all still working on it. <laughs> like even those who may look like they have it all together, they don't have it all together. Like we all have issues and we all have problems. We all have a little bit of Grinch on the inside of us. That's what I love about this church. That's what I love about what's happening here in just this short amount of time and the relationships that have come together. That 
that there are small groups that meet all over the city. There's a ladies' small group and a prayer small group for ladies. There's, there's groups for men. There's a group for men that takes place on Thursday morning. There's, there's, there's groups that are forming and that are coming together here at City Hills. And here's what happens when we come together. They're sharing about the, the grinchiness of life, like the issues of life, the, the problems that we have. We're praying through those together. Because here's the reality. We're all on a journey. Like we're all on a journey together. Nobody has reached it. Nobody has arrived, yet we're all pursuing and seeking after. That's why our purpose here at the church is to help people find God, help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Make a difference. Like we're on a journey so that we can make a difference. And I just want to take a time out and just say, uh, give, an, give a reminder to all those who call City Hills home next Sunday we're going to be having our first annual impact offering where we're going to take all of the offerings and, and from that day uh, and we're going to give it right back into our city. We're, we're, we're going to be sowing right back into local charities and ministries that are making an impact in our city and we want to be part of that. And then the following Saturday, which is the 12th of December, we're going to have a serve day and next week I'll give you more information about where we're going to meet and what time that is. But we just want to be a church that's about being on this journey to making a difference. And, and, and we don't want to wait years down the road. We want to start right now in this holiday season to give back to others because of how much God has given to us. Amen? Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So we're, we're looking at what it means to be the Grinch and why we have Grinchy ways about us. So I, I, we're going to watch some clips and then I'm going to talk a little bit from the scripture and we're going to look at this. Here's I want you to watch the first, um, the beginning of the Grinch, if you will, like why the Grinch is the Grinch and why there's a little bit of Grinch in all of us. Why don't you check out this clip? Oh, Hello, little girl. Are you here to read to us? No. I hear you know some things about the Grinch. Cindy Lou had some questions in her curious heart. Why did the Grinch hate Christmas? Where did it all start? With her dad's blabbercorder, she wouldn't give an inch. In your own words, please tell me everything you know about the Grinch. Where did he come from? Oh, wait. <laughs> he came the way all who babies come. On calm nights, baby who girls and tiny who fellas drift from the sky in their own tumbler cellars. Hey, honey, our baby's here! He looks just like your boss. So that's how it works. Mm-hmm. It was Christmas Eve, and a strange wind blew that night. You know what? We knew right away that he was special. Do you want a Christmas cookie? Yes, which Christmas cookie would you like? Santa. Oh, oh, his first one. Yes, that is a Santa play. Do you want a 
set of Santa, bye bye. Here's the reality about the Grinch. He was born a Grinch. Like, he, he was born, from the, from the moment he was born, he was a Grinch. And here's the reality. I want to show some types of what this looks like in our lives. Here's reality that we're all sinners. We have all been born a Grinch, if you will. Here's what I know about kids. Nobody has to teach kids how to be bad. Like, no one in this place that had kids, you didn't take your kids through a six-week course on how to tell a lie, did you? No. Why? Because they just know how to do it all by themselves, right? Like it just comes very, very naturally. You don't have to teach kids to, to be selfish. Why? Because what's their first word? Mine, right? Mine. It's all mine. We, we, we're naturally sinners. Uh, Romans, Romans says that we've all sinned and we've fallen short of the glory of God. Psalm 51, David writes, he says that I was born a sinner. From the moment my mother conceived me. In other words, just like the Grinch had this natural inclination against Santa Claus. No one in this place hopefully has something, you know, just again, you want to bite Santa's head off. No, but there's something inside of us that we have a desire that's against God. That we have a nature on the inside of us that we were born with. It's a natural Grinch, if you will, that we are naturally opposed to the things of God. We are natural born sinners. We are naturally trying to oppose the things of God. Nobody has to teach us how to do it. If we're left alone, we will naturally go against God. We are all sinners, not just a couple of us, not just all of us, that, that maybe some of us that, that maybe be more, more flamboyant than others in our sin. No, the Bible says we're all sinners. We all have a little bit of Grinch in all of us. We are all born that way. I want to show you um, a little bit more about, you think, well, why did I come to church today? I'm getting really encouraged. Yeah, you're a sinner. Yeah, we're all sinners. Well, let's just go a little bit more and why the Grinch uh, was the way he was. Uh, check this out. For some reason, when he came home that day, he really got into the Christmas spirit for the first time. Baby, picture you Perfect. and me. around a Christmas tree. Whoopsie. Call it like it's an angel of a bar. Ah. This was lovely love. What a lovely family is you all to look your best tomorrow. You don't have a chance with her. You're eight years old and you have a beard. Has everyone given their gifts? I haven't. Christmas, Martha May. Why do you have a bag on your head? 
Probably because he's embarrassed by that idiot or his gift. <laughs> Mr. Grinch, please take the bag off. Yes, you take it off. Put the book down. And your foot. Look at that hack job! <laughs> It was a horrible day when they were so cruel to him, and I could hardly bear it. The Grinch falls in love with Martha. He gets this idea he's going to make her a gift. He gets it all together. He goes and he, he knows his own issues, and he knows that he's not as good looking as the others, so he goes and we saw what happened. There's anything that we can identify with each and every one of us in this room is that not only are we all sinners, is that we're all hurt. We've all been hurt, specifically by people. Like we've all had times in our life, just like the Grinch, where we are the way we are, many of us today, because of the hurt that happened to us years ago. Because of something that was said or something that was left unsaid. Because of someone who didn't show up to the game whenever they said they were going to show up at the game. Someone that you love, somebody that you trusted and they lied on you or they betrayed you. Maybe a spouse or, or, or a loved one or a friend that, that you realized that they were just using you for their own benefit. Or maybe a bully at school that picked out how you were different than everyone else and because of their own insecurity they... They, they, took, they, they took all of their anger and all of their, 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 their fear and shame on themselves and they put it on you and they made fun of you and, 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 and they did just like what these kids did to the Grinch. You know, it, what happened to the Grinch in his response to the hurt in his life, see, what you do with the hurt in your life matters, makes all the difference. See, I like to describe hurt like a fire. Um, a fire, if I had a, had a match up here today, a, a, a single match has incredible power. If, if it was used incorrectly, I could literally burn this entire complex down. But if that fire is used correctly, I can put it in a fireplace or I can light a candle with it and it can bring light, it can give heat, it can be something that, that is positive. And hurt is just like that. Whenever people have hurt us, whenever people bring, cause us to feel ashamed, whenever we deal with that hurt, the enemy of our soul, the devil, he wants to do just like what happened to the Grinch. He wants to take that fire of hurt and literally burn your house down with it. But we serve a God who he went to the cross so that he could take your hurt, he could take your shame, he could take your pain, and so that the pain that the enemy meant for evil, then God can actually use it for good. Isn't that beautiful what God can do? 
That's what he wants to do in your life and mine. But I want to encourage you to let you know that there are people in the scripture that dealt with the exact same hurts and pains just like we did. Jeremiah, a great prophet, said, said, you deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. This is Jeremiah we're talking about. It's a great prophet of the Lord, and he looks around and says, God, I don't understand people, and they're ridiculing me, and that causes him not only to get away from people, but that causes him to get away from God himself. He says, whenever I speak, I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction, so the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all the day long. I don't know if you've ever felt like that before, that maybe even at your age now, you're still dealing with those hurts and pains, and you do, and I do what the Grinch did. He left everybody, and he moved to a distant mountain where he was all alone and all by himself. And isn't that what we do? We, we separate ourselves from people, and we, we do what we want to do. We separate ourselves from everybody else, and, and we just kind of live, and, and then he became the Grinch. All this hurt, he was naturally a Grinch, and then the hurt and the pain that caused him that that he was caused all of this work together to create this monster of a person and it all started whenever he was little with some hurt that was not dealt with and because of the hurt because of the pain because of the bitterness because of the shame because of the hypocrisy that he saw in everybody else the 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 story goes that the Grinch gets an idea and the idea is that he's going to go to the people that hurt him and he's going to take away what they love the most. And you know what that was, right? Christmas. The Grinch is going to steal Christmas from those who had hurt him. So he gets this master plan, and he's literally going to go steal Christmas. But I want to set up this next clip. Something happens that really begins to change everything in the Grinch's life, and I believe it changes everything in ours as well. So check out the Grinch trying to steal Christmas. Then he slunk to the icebox. Slunk? He eyed the Who's feast. He took the Who pudding. He took the roast beast. He cleaned out that icebox as quick as a flash. Why, that Grinch, he even took their last can of Who hash. Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned the Grinch. I stuff up the tree. And the Grinch grabbed the tree, and he started to shove, when he heard a small sound, like the coo of a dove. Excuse me. The Grinch had been caught by this tiny who daughter, who'd got out of bed for a cup of cold water. Santa Claus... What are you doing with our tree? But you know, that old Grinch was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie, and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little dot. The fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. (laughs) I'll fix it up there And I'll bring it back here And his fib fooled the child 
Then he patted her head, and he got her a drink, and he sent her to bed. Santa? What? Don't forget the Grinch. I know he's mean and hairy and smelly. His hands might be cold and clammy, but I think he's actually kind of sweet. Sweet. You don't think he's sweet? Merry Christmas, Santa. When Cindy Lou went up with her cup, nice kid. Bad judge of character. That's my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> nice kid, bad judge of character, right? <laughs> you see, he was born the Grinch. He was hurt by people. We've been born a sinner. We've all sinned. We've all been hurt. But here's the reality. I want to show you from this movie is this, that just like we've all been hurt, we've all been loved as well. You see, the Grinch, everything begins to change for the Grinch. He's full of rage, he's full of bitterness, he's full of all of the hate because of the people that have hurt him. But just one little girl, Cindy Lou Who, sees something in the Grinch and in that moment, she says, hey, Santa, please don't forget the Grinch. Because other people say he's this, but I think he's kind of sweet. In other words, she saw something in the Grinch that nobody else saw. Everybody else just saw what he had become. Everybody else just saw the problems. Everybody else just saw the pain. Everybody else just saw the exterior. But this one little girl shows us a picture of what grace is really all about. Because no matter what the exterior looks like, no matter the grinchiness that we all have about us, we serve a God who, in, who sees beyond the exterior. He can see beyond the mistakes that we've made. He can see beyond what we have become. And he thinks there's still potential in us. He thinks that there's still something worth saving. I love what the scripture says in Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Speaking of God, it just says unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. This is speaking of Jesus. And I love the order of this scripture. It doesn't say that he, he, he washed us and then he loved us. It says specifically that he loved us and then he washed us. In other words, he did not wait until we were all cleaned up before he loved us. But he loved us in our mess. He loved us in our brokenness. He loved us in our fear. He loved us in our pain. He loved us full of mistakes. He loved the Grinch. And he saw potential in us. And God sees potential in you. Doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how much you've been hurt. You may feel like you're damaged goods and you can never fulfill the call that God has on your life because of what you've done. Or maybe what someone's done to you. 
But I just want to speak life today on behalf of your God and to let you know that he sees something beautiful in you. And when everybody else just sees a Grinch, and when you look in the mirror, you just see a Grinch, God sees his child. God sees someone that's deeply loved and highly favored. And because of this one act of grace, the, the Grinch goes about his business and he he thinks he's he thinks he's really stealing Christmas and he thinks he's done it all and he thinks that everything's going to go good the way he thought it would be full of bitterness and rage and he learns the same thing that each one of us learn that you know what whenever we choose to refuse to forgive others we only lock ourselves in a prison that when we choose to try to put, take revenge on everybody that's hurt us and everybody that's brought us pain, we only put ourselves in a prison of our own bitterness, of our own guilt, of our own shame. But if we'll release people, if we'll set them free in the name of Jesus, then everything begins to change. And we see what happens in the story of the Grinch just from that one act of grace. And we see what happens when he looks at the result of what happened to the town even after he stole their Christmas. Then the Grinch heard a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. Why, this sounded merry. But it was merry. Very Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet, ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps. Means a little bit more.
feeling. <laughs> and what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> sinners we're all got a little grinch in us we've all been hurt by people but we've all been loved by a great god who saw more in us than what anybody else saw and here's what we see in that last clip and here's what i love about the grinch and what i'm so excited about this whole series next week we're talking about the polar express and the elf is going to be fun it's going to be the next week and then we're going to conclude the series with it's a wonderful life and what I love about this series and, and the, that every great story and Christmas stories are, are, are the perfect example. Every great story is all about transformation of a person. At the beginning, a person's this way. They're the Grinch. Yeah, they were born a Grinch. They've been hurt and it caused them to become even more of a Grinch. But then a transformation begins to ch- take place. Here's the last and final truth is that we are changed just like the Grinch was changed we're changed by loving God whenever we put our faith and we put our trust in him and we allow our story to be transformed by the love and the grace of almighty God we allow our stories to be changed because of his story Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26 says and I will give you a new heart And I will put a new spirit in you. This is what God wants to do. This is the transformation. I know we're talking about a movie. You're thinking, you got all that from the Grinch? No, it's just a story of transformation. It's a picture of the transformation that God wants to do in us. God wants to put a new heart in us. And put a new spirit in us. God says, I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. And give you a tender. I love this next word responsive heart. God wants to put in you a heart that will respond to God. Heart that whenever He moves you, you're not going to be all stone cold like the Grinch behind your walls of pain and shame, but you'll be like what happened to the Grinch and you'll let the walls fall down and you'll just let God's grace wash over you. I want to conclude today with Romans chapter 5 and verse 6. I believe it's such a picture in the scripture of the Grinch and of our story. It says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. 
And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. What a picture. At just the right time, Cindy Lou, who's there, God's there saying, hey, there's hope. Through a Christmas series about the Grinch, would you allow your heart to be changed, made new, going from a stony heart to a responsive heart in this place today? Maybe you're someone who served the Lord for years and years and your heart's gotten cold and today would be a great day to say, God, make my heart responsive again. Give me a heart. I don't want to be a Grinch in my life. I want to be the man and be the woman that my family needs me to be. I want to be that person that my friends need and that people in my world need. I want to have that heart that makes a difference, a responsive heart after God.